Welcome back to the Credit Podcast. Uh, this is episode three with your host, Pat O'Hara. That's me. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sharp like usual because I don't like talking about myself or doing this. Uh, but this episode is with one of my best mates, George Maloney, who is an incredible uh, music photographer. Uh, and I, one of the first people I saw kind of doing this sort of thing on Instagram when I was just starting out. Uh, but since then, she's kind of expanded her style into incorporating crafts and uh, making her photos kind of a bit more 3D and a bit more stylistic. Uh, they're incredible. If you haven't seen them, check them out. There's links uh, below. Search Georgia Maloney. You'll find it somehow. Um, we don't talk a whole lot about this COVID situation because A, it's a bit of a bummer and um, B, I don't really find it that interesting to talk about because I think everyone's in a bit of a rut at the moment um, and I kind of want this to be a bit of a distraction from everything that's going on at the moment. But in saying that, I hope you're all keeping well um, and safe and healthy. Um, so enjoy this hour-long chat, hour-and-a-half-long chat with uh, the incredible Georgia Maloney. I all love right. that. Episode three with Georgia Maloney. How are we going? This is just going to be a pretty much a big catch up as well. Okay, cool. Um, so the listeners can just come along for the ride nice. with that. Um, all right, so G Money, where did you start? Like with art and photos or just in general? In general. Um, well, I grew up in a bit of a kooky household yep. and my mum was very arty, like one of the most artistic people I've ever known. And we had a craft room and everything in the house. And so... We were kind of just let loose to do whatever we wanted. Um, Mum encouraged us to do like anything and everything. There's pictures of me as a literal baby covered in paint in the backyard. I'm head to toe covered in like olive green paint and it looks ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so we kind of were encouraged to do whatever we wanted and like explore all sorts of things. Yep. And when we were kids, we used to enter the Gold Coast show with all of our art. The Gold Coast show, show is like, a, I don't know, like the Easter show, but really tiny. Like, is it more like rural kind of thing? or like Well, it's a- just like the fair for the Gold Coast once yeah. a year. Um, so we'd do that and we'd like enter scrapbooking and make objects out of fruit and oh, decorate biscuits. Proper crazy shit. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Okay. Um, but that was good. And sorry to the listeners that I keep saying, um. That's totally fine. I say the, do the same thing. So, yeah, we were doing that. I did art through high school yeah. and film through high school as well. But I started taking photos when I was 16 was mm-hmm. when I shot my first show. Remember, it was the day after I had my joint 16th birthday party with one of my friends. Cute. Um, him and I had been friends since we were like six months old yep not the six month olds can be friends but you know what i mean they totally can and we just ended up going to the same school and stuff so we did that and the first show i ever shot was in brisbane at this really tiny venue called upstairs at 199 yeah which definitely doesn't exist anymore i've never heard of it um it was a very brisbane thing back in the day i should clarify i'm i was born and raised on the gold coast and most of the shows I shot were in Brisbane. And then I moved to Sydney in 2016. So I've been here since then. But yeah, so I started everything in Brisbane, shot a lot, shot a lot of things, and then moved to Sydney because 
there's not really like too much like there's a music scene in Brisbane yeah but all the friends that I'd made in bands were in Sydney and I'd made a lot of friends through like the internet yeah so then I moved here and it was the best decision ever yeah really because I've like my friendship groups you know have expanded but then I've met a lot of other people and the people that I know here are the bands that I tour with and I guess like my life's just kind of more driven towards like making art and shooting stuff because everything kind of goes on here yeah it's more of a hub kind Mm. of thing than traveling from the Gold Coast to Brisbane and yeah because there's nothing on the Gold Coast as a photographer unless you want to take pictures of families and weddings and babies no that's not true there's that and one surfing. there's that one rsl the southport rsl no there's a one rsl venue that has um shaka fest uh, what is shaka fest I, that's not we're not going into it um <laughs> i know ds played there one year and it was just a weird afternoon um grinspoon played they headlined and it was a lot of 50 year old dads fucked off their faces just like that trying them. to climb on the stage and it was just chaos i know that um simple plan and we the king i think it might have been we the kings maybe it was just simple plan i can't remember they played at the southport rsl when i was in high school that was a whole thing didn't simple plan play there last year or yeah they played on the gold coast mm, they played in brisbane at eaton's hill which is also decent venue but it is in the middle of a whoop whoop and so difficult to get to and from ridiculous oh well it happens but it do be like that Brisbane venues, man. But it does have my favourite venue. Which is? The Tivoli. Tiv's a good venue. I, I really love like the, the Tivoli. Tiv. I've seen most of my, like, favourite bands. Yeah. Or at least my favourites as is a that, teenager. Is that, like, the Enmore equivalent? Would you, are we saying that's the Enmore equivalent? Like, aesthetically, yeah. yes. But the cap is small, a lot smaller. The cap's probably half of the Enmore. Um, so what, Enmore's 2-2? 2,200? I think the Tivoli may be similar. I'm not really sure. The Enmore feels a lot bigger. Well, because I remember when Trophy Eyes played the Enmore and the Tiv like night after night. And True. I'm not really. Similar. I'm not sure. Know. Doesn't matter. Um, Brisbane has like weird caps for like venues. They're right. like trying to find ones that are the right size for gotcha. different shows. Yeah. Can be difficult. Um, because there's kind of like I guess local venues, and then there's not really anything in the middle. So there isn't really an equivalent to like the Metro in Sydney. Yeah, right. Um, it then just goes up to kind of like the Tivoli and new venues might have opened. I'm not really sure. But yeah, yeah so having and also having venues that were all ages yeah. in that bracket because the Tivoli is um, generally 18 plus. I went to a bunch of all ages shows, yeah. but it's not really like that anymore. Because I just, I went to that, um, that new Fortitude Music Hall. Oh, I forgot that it opened. It is so pretty, and the staff there are the nicest people I've ever met. Maybe that's the other new venue. But that's that's kind of it's pretty fucking big. Yeah, it is big. Um, it looks so nice from the outside. Yeah, it's got two giant fucking chandeliers. Wacky above, that like, it's the pit. It's sick. Wacky that it's in um like on this. I can't remember what. Yeah, the it's strip. in the fucking. It's strip. on Brunswick Street. Yeah, it's on the um that mall. The, whatever you call that. Yeah, Brunswick Mall. That's it. The yeah. dingiest like the fucking valley place in Ugh. brisbane literally it's in like the red light district yeah it's wild oh, the red light district of brisbane great Fuck. went to a great strip club there though had a yeah. good time when i was on tour once M- me too <laughs> <laughs> which strip to? club do you go to cabaret which one's that 
It's like right on the end, like I went down to the one from next Crowbar. To Crowbar. Yeah, it's further down from Crowbar, but yeah. Ah, um, that's the only strip club I've ever been to. Oh, and it was on my first tour, and I got dragged there. Oh, I had a great time. I dragged everyone else there, and oh. the one that planted the idea was like strip club, like strippers, strippers yeah. in the van, and I was like, "Great, we're going to the strippers." And then the next day, we went in, and then he just like basically left straight away, and I was like, "Bro, coward, coward, fucking coward, ridiculous." Um, okay, so why did you start shooting shows? Well, I saw a bunch of like photos online yeah. when I was, you know, romping around on Tumblr, Tumblr as a child, yeah. and by child I mean teenager. Um, and so I saw those and I was like, I want to do that. Mm. I'm sure I could do that. Like, how do I? How do I get there? What is this being close to artists and then taking pictures? Like, that's a bit cool. And so I googled it. Yep. And learnt stuff. I think the page that I learnt stuff from was I Shoot Shows, which is a guy called Todd O'Young. Yeah. Um, and I really hope that's his name and I haven't just messed it up, but I believe it is. And then a couple of months ago, he posted, like, he was posting about, like, his favourite female photographers online and then he included me. No way. And I was like, bro. Full, and he followed me on stuff. Circle, and I was shit. like, dude. Yeah, and I DM'd him and was like, I literally, like, used your concert photography guides when I was 16 to, like, learn how to get, like, a photo pass and what gear to use and everything. Like, it was just really wild. That's crazy. I love when that shit happens. Yeah, it's, like, a cool full circle. Yeah. But, yeah, then I was, like, out here emailing or DMing, um, like, local promoters or bands being like, hi, can I come shoot your show? Yeah. And shot in the ugliest venues yep. in Brisbane. If anyone remembers The Lab, oof. I never, I never had po- the pleasure. Concrete box. <laughs> the weirdest place run by this crazy guy. Yeah. Um, once a trophy I show there got cancelled and they had to move it to a backyard in Brisbane. Hectic. Um, there was a lot of weird things that happened there. So that was a thing. But... Yeah, interesting place. So I shot in some dingy venues, then yep. kind of slowly got bigger ones and then found publications that I could shoot for and things. But yep. it took a while. I think I did a lot of dodgy stuff. Not dodgy stuff. It's just small venues, small bands before I really started getting yeah. proper things. And sometimes, like, now looking at, like, because I think social media has really jaded me and yep. made me hate photography but seeing people now who have not been shooting for that long yep. and then being like, oh, I want to shoot like Post Malone and yeah, yeah, Justin yeah, yeah. Bieber. And then they're like, oh, I didn't get a pass. Like I'm sad or, oh my God, some publication, like, can I shoot for you? Or people that are getting bigger shows over people that have shot for longer because they're the first ones to put their name down and things like that. Yeah, see, I always liked when publications, like the one I shot shot for scenes that was very much like you do, if you do, like if you shoot for us more often and more frequently, we'll consider you for the bigger shows. Yeah, exactly. Whoever works the hardest and works for us, like exclusively. Yeah. That's who we'd look to give, like Splendor, Mm -hmm. Internationals, whatever, whatever. Which I think sometimes doesn't happen now. And I see that and I feel frustrated because I think, a lot of younger photographers now, when they start, they're like, how do I get a photo pass? How do I do this? Yep. And it's like, do the Googling and do the work. Yep. It's not my like it's not my job to educate you. Yep. There's a lot of articles out there. Mm-hmm. And 
I think sometimes it frustrates me because I did so much work when I yep. was young and found it like hard, kind of hard to get into. Yeah, but I think it, then it was kind of hard to get into. There yeah. wasn't really... Now everyone's doing it and it's like yep. frustrating because everyone thinks they're entitled to shoot Paramore within like yep. their first year of shooting. So yep. it's interesting. But I remember my first few shows, like there were three, for, like first show I ever shot properly was Title Fight at Factory Theatre. Right and on. there were three other photographers there. Uh, BZ was one of them. Mm. And then I don't know who the other one was, but it was just like, there was a like small punk show. Everyone was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. But I can't remember the, like my first proper big one. And now there's 46,000 people. in. The yeah. Theater. At the same, if you, if that show was on now, it'd be like, there'd be at least 10 photographers. The first show I, the first like, le- like legit show I ever shot where I got a sticky pass. Yeah was at the Tivoli and it was all time low when I was, I think I I would have been maybe 16, maybe older than that. I can't remember. I was in year 11, I I think. 2013, yeah, I was in year 11. And I, like, I was an all time low stand back in the day. I mean, still am, Loki. I still still am. Um, Have you listened to the new album? I have not. I need to do that. I I don't know if I want to. Honestly, the last record, not for me, but the rest of the Leper, that is too far. What? There was a few there was a few bangers on there. The last record? Yeah. Dog shit. They were better live. Then, the songs are better live. I'm sure. Some of them at Slam Dunk and I was like, you know what? I'll it accept goes this. Goes all right? Okay. Some Fair of enough. them. Fair enough. I've always been a bit, uh, big advocate for saying... Most of them, I don't fuck with though. Okay. But the rest of the records, slap. Agreed. Um, anyway, so that was the first show I ever shot yep. and... I would. I have no access to the brawls or anything, but I, you know, the ISO was cranked, yep. and I would, and some of them, like there was one photo. It was my favorite one, but it wasn't quite in. Like he wasn't in focus. It was his arm, yeah. And it was. I still like put the picture on my wall and stuff because I was really proud of it. Sick. But yeah, that that was the first show I shot where I was legitimately like, cool. Yeah. This is a thing. And then I, it. I can't remember if I shot any proper shows for a long time after that. Yeah, that kind of kept me going for a bit. Yeah, it just like felt good and was yeah. exciting. So, That's so cute. and I was like, oh my god, I'm so close. Like, ah, this I is so crazy. I still get that crazy. feeling with like internationals and stuff. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm really close to you guys. Like, this, I could touch you if I wanted to. I think the last time I felt that was Paramore. Paramore. Yeah. Oh, and Fallout Boy. I wish I got to shoot that. Like, those were the two that I would like the the god tier ones that I was trying to do. The only yep. one left is my chem, which oh, which I really sad reacts big sad react because i got approved and i signed all the forms yep. and then fucking rona got cucked absolutely ruined my life yep. and so that's a thing um but you know we live and we learn we got we just <laughs> got to move on because i don't like thinking about it because it upsets me they'll be back i'm sure oh they will be it's you, just you've gone without them for what how long did, were they on hiatus you do have to say 15 I, years okay I, then i stopped myself because i was like no no i think they went on hiatus in 20 Mm, good question. 2012 or 2013? I can't quite remember. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. That's a lie. Because they were dropping... Maybe it was 2014. I can't yeah, remember. That sounds about right. Might have been 2014. So, I um we were going through... Like, our housemates were going through, like, all the old emo music and stuff before. Do you know how old Jared Way was when... um When the uh, band started? No, I'm Not Okay came out. Wasn't it, like, 28? Yeah, 28. Yeah. And he's singing about high school. You're telling and you're, you're I, telling just, me things I'm just, I know. I, I know. The housemate's like, "How old do you reckon they are?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know, maybe like 21, 22." No, 28. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah, he okay." Was, he was a grown man working at Cartoon Network and had like a proper job as like a professional illustrator. Really? Yeah. Holy so. shit. <clears throat> um, 
um, that's what he was doing. He like went to art school and stuff. Um, and then I believe I'm trying to, I'm, I could have the story completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure cause they're from New Jersey yep. and like the twin towers fell and he was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I need to do something more purposeful. Hectic. And then they started the band. I had absolutely no idea about that. Yep. There you go. And him and Mikey, like, I think they lived with their grandma and, like, lived in the basement and stuff. Like, That's cute. It's it's all it's all in life on the murder scene. Uh, great band documentary. If you want to watch something that's basically shot in 240p from the early 2000s, yep. great. But it tells their story very well. Okay, I actually might watch that. It's really cool. That's cool. I like I have that. it on DVD. Um, okay. The whole thing's on YouTube if anyone wants Sick. to watch it. That's fucking, that, that'll sort me. That's all I want. <laughs> all, I love YouTube documentaries. Um, why have you kept at this photo thing for so long? Because if you've been doing it since you were 16. I think, oh, well, when I was younger, the whole thing was that all I ever wanted to do was shoot Paramore. That yep. was like the God tier. Yep. And I did that in 2018. I actually got to shoot them twice, two out of three shows. I also went to the third show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like, that was why I shot all these really small shows and these big shows and like worked really hard to get there. And then I got there and I was like, I just hit this, the glass ceiling. Like, what am I going to, where do I go from here? here Like I'd shot Paramore and Fallout Boy. My chem weren't back together at this point. Um, I'd done like pretty much all the bands on my list. And so... I like that was why I kept up with it, mm. and now I guess like it's my life. Yeah. And all of my friends, uh, yeah, no, all of my friends except some of my ones from like high school. Yeah. Everyone's in music, and like this right. is where I've like made my name. Yeah. And I love touring, so it's kind of just what I do. Yep. But I guess I've kind of um. Sorry, I keep burping. <coughs> um. This chips are making you guess. This is a Macca's fries I ate before, but like, God bless Macca's fries. You fuel me. Um, McDonald's, if you want to sponsor me, let me know. Let me know because I don't even want to think about how much money I have spent on your fries. Yeah, let's not. Let's not go there. So, yeah, like, it's my life. But I've tried, at least in the last year, I've tried to kind of (laughs) diversify what I do because I think that there's only so much that I can do with a photo when the market is super saturated like yep. way oversaturated with people especially now that like it's so big on social media yep. um and it kind of isn't as fun anymore i think because the politics of it on the internet makes me cranky <laughs> and i don't want to like involve myself in it yep. so i try to like i don't know do my own thing i guess and like with my photo stuff I do a lot of arts and crafts yeah. with it. And so I do that and that's fun because I guess it makes me stand out and like people know me for doing that, yeah. which I really like. I like having my own brand, but also like I do a lot of embroidery and like mm. other arts and crafts outside of that because I don't just want to be a photographer. I want to yeah. be like an artist. And so I still want to work in music forever, but one, there's no money in it. Unless you're on like the elite level, yep. which is very hard to get to, especially in Australia. In Australia, one because touring, you know, there's five cities you can play in. Yep. Generally four because no one plays in Perth. Yep. Like, and people don't like playing in Newcastle. So. Yep. It's, it's also not a city. That's that a fucking, too. That's a fucking town. It is a t- yeah. So it's kind of hard to really 
hit it and then, you know, going overseas, the cost of visas yeah. and getting into America in the first place and all that kind of thing. Like a lot of bands, you know, small bands that you start out with can't afford that you you. and you're kind of like non-essential when you can, they can yeah. get someone over there to do it. So it's definitely hard. Uh, but yeah, like I just need something else to yep. do that isn't just music related because yeah a lot of the time I feel kind of like cranky and yep. resentful and jaded because yeah and I a bit jaded same. just because of the way that the internet has twisted yep. this and photographers on the internet my god some of them so just so rude Look, so entitled that's the thing I've always hated since day dot is when photographers make it about them and they are so f- some people so far up each other's asses yeah oh my god if I don't want to see your work regularly, but, you know, we're friends, we talk in the pit and stuff. Yep. If I don't want to see your work regularly, it's either, one, because it makes me feel bad about myself and I yep. don't like comparing my work to yours because it's kind of similar and then I don't want to feel anxiety. Yep. Or, like, I'm going to follow whoever the fuck I want to follow. Absolutely. Don't make it a problem when I don't follow you. It just yep. is so strange to me. And I've literally watched these two photographers once to one of my friends. We were at a festival. Yeah. And he was standing with me, or I should say they, yeah, whatever. No, well. He was standing with me and then these other two people were like, bro, you don't follow me on Instagram. And so he was like, wait, what? Oh, I could have sworn that I did. And like, they were being really weird about it. They're like, why don't you follow me? And I was like, they walked away and I was like, what was that? Like, why, why would you, like, it's so weird and uncomfortable. First of all, how, how, I love how they know that. Cause yeah, I, right. I wouldn't have any. I don't like care if people don't follow me. I wouldn't have any. I don't have a way of keeping track of it. Exactly. I don't care either. Like, but, it's so strange. It's ah, uh, internet's weird. But all the like you introducing the craft thing was leads on to my next question. Yes. About, so how did that originally start? By you mixing your photos and then adding all the fabrics and like all the Photoshop and scanning it all to make this completely new art image. How did that all start? So, I make like. If you haven't seen my art, at Maloney Georgia on Instagram, M O L O. You'll get L-O, your plugs, okay. Um, because this will make more sense if you've actually seen yeah. stuff. Um, but I had I took this picture of Dua Lipa. This is where it started. Yeah, right. Okay. It's this picture of Dua Lipa, and she was like, did she was doing a dance move? It's one of the only dance moves she knows. I don't know if you've seen the meme on the internet, but she was fantastic. Such a good show. Love her. And I shot that, which was really cool. But there was this one photo. And it was like a cool photo, but it wasn't enough by itself because the background was really boring. But the way that she had like posed and like the moment that I captured, I thought was really cool. So what I decided to do was I like cut it. Oh, I think I printed two of them and then I cut out the top layer. Like I cut around her Mm -hmm. and then decorated the whole background. And so there's like, I think that one, it was like glitter and like, small there was like gems like gemstone like rhinestones and i think like the like confetti stars and like little bits and pieces like scattered so it was like coming out from behind her so then it became like a 3d picture and i can actually see it it's sitting like a meter away from me boom that's what that purple thing is and so I made that and was like, "Ooh, this is kind of cool." Yeah. But you can't scan rhinestones because they're too like the the dimension like your thing that you're scanning needs to be flat. So I took a picture of it. Yeah. Instead, and then I put that into 
Photoshop and because the picture of her wasn't like quite clear enough, then I just Photoshopped just her cut out on top of it. Yeah, right. And so just giving away my process. And so then I put that up online and everyone was like, oh my God, what is this? I remember when you did that and I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And like, as far as I'm not like claiming to have invented it, but as far as I know, I've never seen anyone else doing that. And if I have, it's people in my peripheral circle that have started trying to do that kind of thing. But a lot of people, I think most people that I've seen do it digitally but that just doesn't work for me. I like yeah, making it. The physical kind of yeah, element of it. Mostly because I'm not very good at like Photoshop and masking and doing things. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to make it on my, like I'm going to make it on paper. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that started. And honestly, there was, it got so much traction on Instagram. I was like, Ooh, oh, let's, there's a, I see something there. Yeah. And at the time... Um, these two artists, Valeria Roca and, oh, I think it's Valeria. Okay. I think it's, yeah, Valeria Roca and Savannah Ogburn were mm-hmm. doing these collages and side note, Valeria did, um, all the artwork and the cover up for Taylor Swift's Lover album oh, last year, okay. um, which was huge and insane, but I've been following her for years yeah. and when they announced it, I was like, Whoa. excuse me? Yeah, that's Like, sick. it was crazy. Um... But yes, yeah, so I saw them and they were doing lots of collages with their photos. They didn't do like music, yep. but they were just kind of doing like portraits and things. Yep. And I thought that was really cool. And I wanted to do collage stuff, but not copy them. And I know that my first two collages with portraits, like my first few ones, were definitely like ripped off Savannah so yep. hard. Because so I, I remember the last time we did this podcast a year ago, before I fucked the audio on it, you... Um, you were talking about how did she message you oh my god yeah she messaged me and was like hey dude like you kind of clearly ripped off my work and i was like oh god damn it like i fucked up and so i apologized and then from there i was like okay cool so i really need to do something else that's not gonna be ripping off what they do and so and i've never quite been able to emulate or make something similar to what they do so i'm yep. kind of just sticking with what i know okay and i think over time my collages have gotten a bit more wacky yeah because i don't want to be a one trick pony yeah i understand that but yeah and i like i struggle with it a bit cuz sometimes now even though nobody can see the likes anymore mm-hmm. i struggle a bit because i'm like ah my instagram traction is really bad better make a sparkly right. photo piece so yeah, people will like, like it it's now your standard kind of thing yeah which is cool and I like doing it. But yeah, yeah, I think, again, the internet's kind of made things harder. Yeah. Like as a creative person. So, and it's very much about like other people getting validation and things. 100%. Which I don't love. Yeah. No, it's not fun. But like mm. it's, uh, that, that was another question I was going to ask later on. But like, do you think it's more of a tool that people use or do you think people are just getting more sucked into the whole, I don't know, competition of it? I think a lot of people are sucked into the competition. I was having this conversation with my friend Michelle, uh, Michelle Grace Hunter, and I assume assume everyone Everyone will have heard of her. Everyone should know her. Because she is the best. fucking G. And I love my mum. She's the best. (laughs) And we were talking about it at dinner and she kind of brought up, she was like, yeah, I think a lot of people now, a lot of creatives now, especially over here, 
are very focused on the social media clout. So yep. they post things based on like one, the artist. They just want to shoot big artists because it gets them traction. Yep. But and they're like all the fan interactions and stuff like that. Yeah. So they're posting a lot of things and they're like, oh, don't let this flop. Um, come on, like this deserves more love. And so they'll really push their work because they want the likes and the retweets and yep. um, you know, fan accounts reposting things. Yep. But at the end of the day, that kind of traction doesn't equate to jobs, yep. especially when you only shoot music because like artists generally, which I think quite a few people don't really understand that a lot of artists will pick people that they know yep. um, and that they're friends with and they've worked with before yep. outside of touring and rather than people getting plucked from obscurity because yep. 50% of touring as a photographer is the people like you and that you're friends with, with them. A, yeah, I'd say that's 90%, 90% of just being a good fucking human. On correct. Tour. It's 90% of people that want to hang out with you. It's just someone you can survive with. Yeah. And if you're if you're being like a drama queen or making everything about you and just being a pain in the ass, cause like touring is fucking stressful enough as it is. Yeah, because you're a crew member and yep. it's you're not going to have a tour manager that you hate yep. Um, or that you also, I mean, maybe one or two tours, you might have a TM that you don't know, but generally they come recommended by people yep. and it's, like very different and yeah like Michelle was kind of like made the great point of yeah a lot of people I think are so caught up in getting internet clout that they don't always like it's not productive in the sense of them like moving forward in their career because they're so focused on making things that are going to be recognized and they're going to get praise for rather than really like grinding behind the scenes and doing other kinds of work expanding beyond just shooting music yep. because that's what's going to like further what they do yep. and make them like different and special and actually like survive off it and kind of create a career exactly. around it rather than just trying to get because you don't make any money from shooting shows most places are yep. most publications are contributor based yeah i only shoot for two i've only ever shot for two places yeah no three that pay actual money i don't think i've ever had a paid publication gig i've had one i get paid for festivals with one of them yeah um the other ones if it's something that they're not really like into i'm like can i just do this i'll do it for free i don't care yeah yeah yeah. but yeah like there's a lot of things where i'll just like for big artists i'm like please i'll do anything i'll shoot for free i don't care i just want to do it and it's foot in the door stuff yeah 100 which i think a lot of people don't um understand either like i i think the first two years of me shooting i didn't get paid at all exactly i I, I actively said don't pay me like i'd rather do these ones for free and then let's just figure something out down the line like we're all starting out here kind of thing like yeah the bands i was working with and then it's like let's just do this together and then later on when we're both in a position to let's talk about money kind of thing yeah exactly like small artists like you know small artists same as small photographers people don't have any money yeah and i think that some people really like obviously you know everyone deserves to get paid for things but i think there's also this culture of make sure you get paid exposure doesn't pay the bills yeah but you know sometimes you just need to do some stuff for free Yeah. sometimes the experience outweighs the money that you would have got absolutely when like i shoot burlesque now which i far prefer to music now and i'm in love with it we can talk about that later um and i did the first like three or four shows that I went to for free because yeah. I just wanted to like have the experience 
And obviously it's weird to be like, hi, can I come shoot your show? Also pay me. So I went and did that. And now there's one particular dancer who is also like a, um, she creates shows. I'm trying to think of the word, producer. She produces shows and she does all this stuff. And anytime they need someone, she hits me up. And she always always wants to pay me. And I'm just like, I'll take anything because I know that also they're doing essentially like small indie stuff. Yep. So, but they always want to make sure that everyone gets paid. That's cool. See, I like when it's coming from that kind of. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, and I'm really glad that I did that stuff for free because now it's led to something else. And I'm also, I, I'm also getting all this experience with something that I just like continuously fall in love with. Yep. So, and I also worked for free for a lot of artists over the years who have now become like my good friends. Yep. And, you know, I definitely believe in getting paid and, like, getting paid what you're worth. Yep. But, yeah, like you said, sometimes the experience outweighs 100%. the monetary gain. And I think a lot of people forget that. And it's another yep. thing that, like, internet culture really pushes and, like, blinds people yep. to. Yeah. I don't think it's up to, like, the internet to decide what you should charge with your business and what exactly. you, you're kind of doing. You do you. Don't exactly. listen to what other people tell you. Just do what feels right. That's yeah. what I think. Cause, um, I got interviewed for someone's uni assignment the mm-hmm. other week and he was like, what's, like, if you had to give advice to people up and coming, what would you give? And I said, if you're in this for the money, find another career because there's yeah, good luck. very little money in this to begin with. And yeah. the only way people get by is because they love what they do. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only reason I'm doing it is because I just get off on it. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's like all I really know how to do at this point. Exactly, yeah. Same with me. I can't really see my life taking another path. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot in this kind of climate. I'm like, I still don't know what I'd do. I still don't. If this whole music thing never comes back, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I know what I'm going to do. You have options. I'm going to become a stripper. Yeah, But, you know, still creative outlet. I don't think I have the body for a stripper. I mean, there's definitely... You could have an OnlyFans. There's definitely people... That are into dudes that look like you. Um, I don't know if I want to meet those people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like, I'm half kidding, but also I think stripping is a very respectable profession. Yeah. And it would be interesting. But, yeah. So, it's, yeah, the internet really makes things it kind interesting of, yeah, and difficult. Because it was completely different when I started. Oh, absolutely. It was just like, oh, like, everyone was kind of doing cool different things, but now it's like a... It's just like a circle jerk. Everything's, I fucking hate it. Everything's the same. Yeah. Because, yeah, like styles come in and out. Yeah. And I think people really follow that. And so, yeah, I don't know. So I put up a thing yesterday asking for questions. Yeah. And th- that whole last bit kind of ties into one of the questions someone asked. Okay. Um, how do you deal with people copying your kind of style? Because so, you were the only person I, I had seen doing that sort of um, artsy creative design sort of thing yeah now i can name about six or seven people who are doing similar things so i don't know if i've seen people do specifically the whole cut out and make things i haven't seen that but i've seen like an extension or something quite similar yeah so it's like i think sometimes if it's really a ripoff i will be razzed yeah but then i'm kind of like well i like I don't own this yep. style and I think it's silly when you see people online like <clears throat> sorry coming for people that right. have 
stolen their style when half the industry is just people copying other people and following trends. Yep. Like, I didn't invent this. Like, I mean, I guess I invented it for myself and, you know, physically making stuff. But surely there's somebody out there that's had the same idea. And, like, I was inspired by Valeria and Savannah who – and I was like, wow, I want to emulate that. So, you know, I jacked my – like, part of my inspiration from their work. Yeah. And I see things all the time where I'm like, oh, I want to copy that. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I follow a bunch of people on Instagram that do exactly that. And there's, you know, people can have their own style. Yeah. Um, but we don't own that kind of creativity. Right. But yeah, if someone was doing exactly, exactly what I do, I would have been mad. But do you think you'd do anything about it? Like, would you send them a message like some Savannah message you? It would depend on what it was because sometimes I do see people and they do a really bad job and people will like send me screenshots and I'm like, (laughs) that's what you get. Yeah. But, um, which sounds really mean, but like I see it and I'm like, ah, I see what you were trying to do and it just did not work. Yeah, you just did not stick that landing. But yeah, I guess like because I've spent so much time, I keep hammering on about the internet, but I've seen so much of people berating other people and all these different creatives going after other people for all these like minuscule things it's like i just and i love twitter beef so much i think it is so i I love internet beef um i haven't been involved in one for quite a while and i miss it but (laughs) it sometimes which makes you sound crazy but like i'm low-key so petty um but it makes me just want to stay in my lane yeah like that's what it constantly reminds me to do because yep. i've got my friends and i have my style and starting internet beef doesn't help me yeah doesn't improve my life it doesn't get me jobs it yep. doesn't do anything productive and it just makes me look like an asshole yep. and you know probably will make the other person really self-conscious and will upset them yep. and there's just no point yeah like I'm it just, just doesn't get it doesn't help anyone it doesn't get anything no it doesn't do anything like maybe if it was a direct ripoff i would have a I'd make send them a private message but otherwise like i just don't care yeah I'd like to say welcome home to my housemate who has just I popped in um but yeah i think that answers the question yeah right okay um so let's stick on to touring now because last time i interviewed you you were going to japan Maybe. With, as it is? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you that just, was you so just long come ago. Back. Yeah, so long ago. But oh. I still want to talk about it because it's, yeah, it was quite like you... I've toured with internationally with a band from here and I have a relationship with them in Australia kind of thing. Yeah. But you, as it is, are from the UK. Yeah. And you the other, toured with them in Japan. Yeah. And then the other band, so it was a co-headliner with Set It Off yeah. and As It Is. Um, and was it I a co-headliner? Yeah, it was co-headliner. Oh, I didn't realise that. And I already knew as it is because I had toured with them over here, so we were already friends. Yeah. And then, but I did not know Set It Off at all. Yeah. They were complete strangers. I had started listening to them when I was in high school and I was like, cool, this is a bop. Like, yeah. people had sent me their music in year 12. I was like, this is cool. So when they were like on the tour, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this will be fun. Yeah. Um, and then... They'd booked my, like, the our man, Masa, who was the TM and also the booking agent. Yep. He is, uh, he's got to be the best man in music. I adore him. Wow. He's the best. And so we was like, oh, yeah, cool. So you're going to be flying into Nagoya, like Tokyo, Nagoya. 
and it'll be you and I'll be picking up you and set it off. And then we're going to be driving for six hours and then we're going to stay somewhere overnight and then we're going to drive another, I don't know, four hours to Osaka to pick up as it is. And I was like, um, excuse me? Sorry? I was like, um, you're... And then I texted um, Foley, who is in as it is, and I was like, um, y'all's really be putting me in a van <laughs> with four grown men that I do not know Yep. for, like... Six eight hours, like what do you mean? And I was so anxious, and I remember. Oh, I'd be terrified. I remember being at the airport, and I was filling out like the rest of my customs card. Yeah. And my flight had landed before theirs, and then I looked around, and because I got my bags, and they'd come out into like the baggage hall to get theirs, and I could see, like I saw one of them. Their singer Cody has blue hair. Yeah. And I saw him, and I was like, that has to be them. And because I'd like, I guess I had a rough idea of what they looked like. Yeah. And I saw the blue hair, like out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so I kept filling out my card. And I was so scared. Because also I didn't know what of course. Master it's, looked like it's either. It's terrifying. Oh, and then he saw me and I was like, Georgia. And I was like, yes. He's like, ah, oh, yes. I guess it's just the group of emo looking white people. Yeah, in Japan. But yeah. And then like immediately they were all just like so friendly. That's sick. And their guitarist, Zach, had his girlfriend, Katie, with him. Yeah who I am now still very good friends with. That's and she nice. is the cutest. But yeah, the, it, Japan is so different to touring anywhere else. Because obviously way? there's a big language barrier. Yep. So it's a lot of needing to like physically move around. So instead of yelling out like everybody, like clap your hands, you need to just be like clap your hands, but you also need to do like exaggerated motions. And when right. you want people to like wave their hands side to side like they love they're really good at crowd involvement but you just have because you know some of them might not speak the best english so it's very much like something that as a performer you kind of want to get people involved so you want to involve them to like clap your hands and move around and really push like physically being involved yeah if that makes sense yeah also just like the country is crazy and yeah. really cool and I love it. And I'd been there before, so I kind of knew what to expect. Yep. But yeah, it was just like, it was such a good experience. Yeah. And then I, funnily enough, in the last like three months, I've seen both bands over here um, as it is to it in February. Yep. So I did two shows with them and then set it off. We're on tour with 1OK Rock in... March or April? Yeah, whatever. I think it was March. Um, and so I got to see them, which was also, like, it was weird that it was both bands in the space of, like, two months. Yeah. But it was really nice because I hadn't seen them in, like, two years maybe. Yeah. So it's weird. That's the only bad part about touring with internationals is that you never yeah. get to see them. Yeah, it's just, like, this, these friends you never get to well, hang yeah. out with. And with, like, after the Japan tour, I was I hadn't seen as it is for, like two and a half years maybe and so maybe less than that I can't remember I'm bad at math but then I went to England last year which was another overseas tour which I'll get to yep but I like they as it is were playing slam dunk and I was like that's so weird because I'm seeing you two times in six months when before I didn't see you like at At all. all yeah and so when stuff like that happens it's really cool yep but yeah obviously that was because I was in their country yeah um and if you couldn't tell, they're some of my favorite people in music. So I absolutely adore all of them. Yeah. So it was cool. Um, but yeah, then even touring in England was different because, you know, it's it's still a lot of driving like mm-hmm. it is here. Yep. But then 
we like stayed with random people yep. and played like kind of similar venues, but then we played some really big ones. And you were touring England with? Uh, with yours truly. Yep. So we did four shows. We did Download Festival, their first ever, their first ever international show was Download Festival. That is fucked up. It's not that like, oh, so bizarre. Yep. And then we did four shows with State Champs, two headline shows, one in Leeds and one in Cardiff in Wales. Mm-hmm. Wales was cool because yeah. we stayed with my friend Bethan, Hectic. who we became friends on the internet, like. I don't know, three, four years ago. She's a music photographer as well. Mm. And then we ended up, she knew our merch girl. And so both of us had separately started organizing to stay with Bethan. Hectic. And it was so weird. So I got to meet her and her partner, who's also in another band. And I was just like, this is so cool. I love it when shit like that comes together. It's so fun. But yeah, the Sum 41 shows were wacky. Because the champ shows were like, small shows because of the exclusivity contract with download but then and they were fun because they're just like the best people yeah and the shows were cool and they're also one of my favorite bands aside from being like friends so it was really cool to be able to watch them um like every night for a week and then the some footy one shows were wild yeah because we had absolutely no contact with them whatsoever (laughs) They all have separate dressing rooms. Wait, each individual member? Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. And then the crew have one as well. Okay. So it's wild. That's fucked. Um, yeah, so we didn't talk to any of them till the last day when we got like a tour photo and then yep. some of them hung around just for a little to just like chat. have a little chat. Yeah. Um, but those shows were like big. They probably would have been the biggest shows the Australia played. Yeah, right. Other than Download. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it was just, like, crazy to see them play on stages that big. It was really cool. Yeah. So, but, yeah, those were just fun. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I'd like to shout out our TM Kaz, who is my favourite Scotsman. Ooh. He is the loosest unit. Yep. I love him so much. All of us do. I'll tell you what, TMs go hard. Oh, Kaz they, is They pick the their nights, but they fucking send it. Oh, we had one day off after download before the rest of it, and, oh, no, it was after the Champs tour. I lie. Yeah. And it finished and we were staying at the our manager Daryl's house. I say our because I'm under the band now. It's yep. fine. And I'm the creative I'm the, the queen of creativity for this yep. musical group. And we're, we're getting we're staying to there. We're to it. And he just got absolutely fuck eyed. And it was the funniest thing because we hadn't gotten to see him sloshed before, but he is just a drinking champion. Sorry if the audio sounds weird now. My Iggy, cat just stepped on the table. What are you doing? I need to spray him with the water. Get off the table. Thank you. <laughs> Naughty boy. I had to spray him. Naughty boy. Anyway, yeah, touring. Great fun, but I do miss my cat when I go. Fucking eggs. Oh, he's looking at me. He's very upset. Yeah, he's giving you that stare. He's not happy. He's licking off the spots where I sprayed him with the water. Um, did you prefer touring internationally or touring around Australia? Um, internationally because it's like cool. It's real yeah. nifty and you see a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and also getting to like see people that you wouldn't usually. Yep. But like I got to meet a bunch of family when I was in England. Yeah. Like that was really cool. Um, but then like here obviously it's easier yeah but it's just like it's they're both very different experiences yeah um and obviously i tour a lot more frequently here than overseas Mm -hmm. 
but I'm very lucky to have done like two completely different continents. Yeah. Like that's quite cool. I think touring Japan is like one of the, maybe my favorite ones so far, yeah. just because it was so different to everything else. Yeah. But yeah, they're just really different. So it's hard to compare the two, I guess. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. Because that the one the only international tour I've done was just three months, a show every night. Oh, that one was wild. It was fucked. Uh, but like, the the party became so close because we were forced to just yeah spend exactly. time with each other and like everyone got on really well. There was no like there's nothing nothing went wrong really, which is yeah. perfect. But I can imagine when something goes wrong, it's like just stress levels through the roof. You should drop more zines. Pat made a zine of yeah, his art. Yeah, sold uh, out, so we're not talking about it. Yeah. It's gone. It's sold out. But, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to see that, pressure him to do a second drop. It's not happening. He says it's not happening, it's not but happening. also you need money. And the zine is great. Thank you. Everything about it. The paper stock, the cover, oh, the binding, immaculate. How good's the binding? Oh. Perfect band. So good. Absolutely. Immaculate content. So bully him on social media. You're right. Well, we can continue that when you interview me. Uh, <laughs> Great. Never. For my podcast that um, yeah, doesn't exist. podcast that doesn't exist. Um, so it's let's called move. How to Suck Your Own Dick. <laughs> and I just talk about myself the entire time. And then at the end, I promote I just, yeah, something else. So I just have you I sitting plug there. someone else. Yeah. And I talk about myself For like, I am, like have, I am right now. You have five seconds at the end to plug your own Yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing is this because all i've done this podcast is talk and you just sit there and go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's the whole thing yeah. yeah i just facilitate you talking about yourself which is <laughs> my dream except my podcast instead of being called credit is called how to suck your own dick yeah i think it's perfect i don't know if itunes would let that through but maybe i don't know i just put some asterisks people true. would know that yeah you're that'd right be fine. yeah that'd be sweet yeah absolutely um well let's go back to yours truly so how did that start how did that relationship start um because are they we were trying to figure it out before yeah and i believe my ex-boyfriend slash now best friend andrew shout out the best man the best man. um i think he introduced me to them because he was are they a relatively new band um they've been around for a couple of years like they had an ep to start with before i met them but yeah they were obviously just like a little local band and then we became like friends acquaintances and Mm -hmm. then because andrew would like take me to stuff with them and then they asked me to make the artwork for their first ep afterglow and so i did that took me a while learning all these programs to make it was wild yep and because adobe illustrator is the devil yes but we got there in the end yep and it looks fantastic thank you and so we did that and you got some pins done as well oh my gosh they made um because i didn't know that they were getting them made oh really and so yeah because there's like candles on the front but the candles are like real and then the little flames on the top are like cardboard cut out like collage that i put on there Mm -hmm. the whole thing is like a collage basically and so they got the little flame and then they put the tiny little logo which i also designed it's like a cursive logo onto this little like flame shaped pin did you design wait their logo yeah you did you not design their logo as well yeah i did holy shit and i didn't I know that. the new one too <laughs> is that um, dropped yet yes oh okay it was on the composure yep artwork um so yeah i made that hand drew that one so that it was on this little pin and it is the coolest thing cool and shit. i have one on my wall and it's so cute that's cool as um shit. but yeah and then we did the tour together 
we did we did the Australian tour and the overseas tour but yeah we basically all just became really good friends through that yep and now they're some of my best friends and it's really cool so, so do you think that knowing a band like personally like that like being really really close to them helps you create for them or does it add it's a, a mix because I guess it's easy to, when you're designing stuff, it's really easy to like talk openly because yep. they can give me ideas and I don't feel bad being like, no, like that's not going to work or we need to change this. Yep. And I'm not just like emailing back and forth with strangers. Yep. And obviously I kind of, I don't know if it adds more pressure that I'm needing to make it for people that I know. Yep. But, but not just know, but I like. like. I'm Yeah, I, I like and I'm good friends with them. So it kind of... I don't know. I'm not really, I haven't really thought about it like yeah. that, but I've also done like most recently, I'm doing all the artwork and packaging for their record, which is obviously not out at this time. I don't know when you're releasing this, but I mean, they just released a new single. So I think everyone assumes that they're going to release an album uh-huh. uh, because you know, that's what happens when that's you're signed happens. to a yep. record label. Um, and so I've done everything for that and that's almost completely finished. Big which is really exciting and the first single and the music video are out now i'm actually in the music video hee hee oh. um i'm sitting in the middle of a circle and it looks like a summoning circle with <laughs> candles around me it's oh fun. i think i saw a photo of that and i have a big spread of all the craft stuff that i was using to make the artwork and yep. the single art and stuff like all my embroidery because it's all embroidered hand embroidered yep and so that's all sitting in front of me and it's just all these shots of me embroidering it because it ties in with the video where they do it's like a performance but also it goes into parts where they are like it's been digitized to look like they're like embroidery people themselves right. and they're like moving around Hectic. done by our friend kez crystal arrow films on the socials mvp he's he the is best. the best you need a music video hit him up he's the sickest he's the best and he there you go he's endorsed by both of us yep. and everyone else we know yep so he did that and it was, they were like, oh, we want you to be in it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I was in it so much more than I thought I would be. And that was just really cool. That's cute. Um, so I did that and then the compo- composure's out. And then I guess more to come soon. But yeah, so that was kind of crazy to yeah. do all of it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. I'm sorry if anyone can hear noise in the background. It is my cat being Ooh. naughty. He almost fell off. Someone's got the zoomies. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, he looks really silly. Looks like he's just done a line. Yeah, now he's, he's zooming. Seizure. Yeah, that's, that's him. Oh, he's on the move. Anyway, um, well, this isn't just, you know, a David Attenborough yeah, no, documentary I podcast. Can't, can't do it. Here we are. But yeah, so it's cool. It's, I think something that i love about the like working with yours truly especially is because we're so i guess like close-knit yep. now because they're all like they're really close as a band mm-hmm. and so now that i'm part of that i think i really like being able to work with them with everything so like you know filming with them in the studio and just being there yep. while they're recording and like i was sitting there embroidering the art while i was listening to them record things that's cool and so being there for that and then touring together, making the art, doing promos and everything, it's like a nice full circle yep. kind of thing because I guess it feels like um on the, like, I guess, creative direction. Like, yeah, well, I would say you would probably be 
if you were to give be given a title, you'd be the creative director of that band. I guess so. Yeah, and it's you know they bring ideas to me, and then I kind of make them yep. into reality. Yeah, and it's you're a dream maker. Is what yeah, you are. and it, I wouldn't make got that far, but it's like really rewarding when I make something like I make what they suggest yeah like they're like cool this is the idea we have and then I make that and they're like holy, holy shit it's holy better than shit, we could have that's imagined. what we wanted and yeah. I'm like I'm so glad you like it ah so when you guys were first kind of working together did you pitch that you do all the design work as well because I guess originally you would have just started doing the photo stuff um no because the first thing I did for them was the design stuff really so yeah. you, you had, didn't hadn't taken photos of them beforehand or nope like they, they used to work they worked with another photographer at the time oh. um and Michaela came to me and was she messaged me and asked yeah. and I was like yes I would love that because they'd seen my other work yeah and saw that and they're like this is what this is the vibe that we want That's we think cool. you could make it yeah and I remember so vividly we it was on Halloween 2018 and we'd all gone to Teddy's house. Teddy's the guitarist. And we'd all gone to Teddy's house pre-Halloween and they had everyone had be pre, been pre-drinking, but I was driving. And so, because I also work at yeah. AMP, which is where the Halloween night was. And I drove, I'm not sure who it was, like Michaela and one of the others, into, mm. or maybe two of the others, into the city. Um, and the rest of them like caught the ferry or an Uber or something. Yeah. And Michaela was in the back seat and she was really drunk and she's sitting there and she goes, Georgia, I am, I'm so glad that you are doing the artwork. I'm really excited for this and I think it's going to be really cool. And I'm just so happy that we can like work with another woman. And I love, cause the photographer they had before was also a woman. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so happy that like the creatives we work with are women. And it's That's just like sick. girls supporting girls. Yep. And I love it. And she was just like going on about it. And it was really cute. That's so wholesome. And it's like a happy memory because she was so excited yeah. to work with me, which I like. That's really cool. Which was really flattering as yeah. well. And then I heard the EP and I was like, Damn. Damn. And then the things to come. Damn. Yeah. Like, it's all really exciting. Yeah, right. So. So, like, nowadays, if you were to start working with a band, like a newish kind of band, would you pitch everything to them in that sort of manner? Um, What, to, like, do all of the parts? Yeah. No, I would, I would let them come to me. Like, okay. I'm not... That's something that I think... I'm not really sure yet if it holds me back because right. I don't... I'm not super, super forward with things. Right. So I kind of let stuff come to me and I'm not like all these other people on Twitter and Instagram that are this, like... we've had a lot of these discussions before. Yeah, and people that are just like, hustle, 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 got to be on the hustle, push for people, do this, do that, message people. And I'm yep. like, I don't want to be a pest yep. and I'm perfectly happy doing me. And if people want to work with me, they will come to me because they want my work. Yep. Because I'm not super interested in like if it's not really like my style or what I do, I don't really want to have to change everything about what I do to fit someone else. Right. Um, And if it's not the kind of art that I would do, then I'm not going to accept the job. Okay. Even though money makes the world go around. Yep. Um, It would really depend on what it was. But yeah, I'm not super forward. So if someone wants to work with me, they will. Yeah. You know what I mean? But They'll find their way to you kind of thing. Yeah. And so like I tour with another band, Eat Your Heart Out, who are also some of my favorite people. They are so much fun to tour with yeah and we we have a real good time all together but yeah like i don't do i take photos for them i don't really do anything else yeah but 
you know, they like and respect my work. And if they wanted me to work with them for that kind of thing, I'm then sure they would hit you up. They'd hit me up. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, I'm not like, bro, you should let me do this and this yeah, and yeah, this. Because yeah. it's just like not my personality, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And mm. you don't know if that holds you back or not. Yeah. Because I know some people are very like, they just are constantly hustling and they're like, yeah, just keep DMing people and emailing people to get a response because that's yeah, what I did. Bit... And I'm like, mm. Surely there's a middle ground where it's like, oh, hit them up, but also like if, if no messages come back. Yeah, it's just... Just leave it. It's just the kind of thing that's not for me. And no shade to anyone that does that because if that's what works for you, hell yeah. But personally, yeah. not what works for me. And that's fine. Okay, I like we all, that. We all be doing our own thing. Exactly. Staying in our lane. We're all surviving. Exactly. Um, so with the burlesque stuff... Oh, my favourite thing. You touched on like about. how it came about and yeah. everything like that, but... I actually met the producer and dancer whose name, her professional name is Paulson Alice. Yeah. I met her at a wedding that I shot. Yeah. And they had the wedding, which was like a real kind of kooky, um, like alternative wedding. Like the theme was like Tim Burton dress up. I've never seen the kind of thing. Crazy. Like the bride wore a black top hat. It was sick. sick. It was so good. But the, like the uh, entertainment at the reception was like burlesque performances and Crazy. it was really really cool yeah and so i just like found them online and sent them pictures and then a little while later i saw that there was a show and i was like hey like i emailed her and i was like hey i don't know if you remember me we like talked at the wedding i'd love to like come and shoot this show and she was like oh yeah dude i remember you like <laughs> sure come on down i'll put you yeah. on the list and so but yeah like a weird place to meet someone yeah but obviously turned out for the best yeah very well yeah um, so what, like, if you can you draw any comparisons between the burlesque shows and shooting, like, live music? Oh, I think that all my experience in live music has made burlesque so much easier. Yeah. Because the whole point of burlesque is capturing movement. Like, you're yep. still freezing time. They're still, they're both performances. They're just yep. different kinds. Burlesque is, you know, it's, I mean, it's a different thing to music because but also kind of similar to the way that I shoot music. Whereas with burlesque, I'm constantly trying to make cool shapes and like, I guess, display all of the dancers' bodies in like the best possible light because Mm -hmm. so much of burlesque is like, it's a lot of sensual movement and like some of them, um, one of the dancers, Kellyanne Doll, she does these crazy like fast dances. Yeah. And so that's, like live music where I'm trying yep. to freeze the movement and then other performers will do like slow kind of like strip teases and yep. or they'll play with fire. Uh, yeah. And you know, some have the feather, the fans and things. Oh yeah. And so it's all about, I guess like, yeah, it's still freezing movement. They're all still in dark venues. Yeah. So all the tiny club shows I've shot helped for that. Yep. So it's like the same I guess, pr- settings and principles of it. Yeah. But it kind of feels more like I'm merging portraiture and live music because I'm okay. essentially taking portraits of all of the performers. Yeah. I've mostly only shot women. I think I've only shot one man so far, but okay. there are some performances coming up that will also have dudes in them, which will be cool. Are there many perform Like, are there many men in that sort of scene? Um, from experience, there's not too many, I yep. don't think. Um, I mean, there probably are, but I just haven't come into contact with them because yep. I think historically it's a very like female dominated thing and I'm okay. sure there's lots of men like I sh- oh actually I shot a 
a little event like a couple of months ago where they had a drag queen perform who was very good. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. But I love it because it's just like beautiful, like I get to photograph beautiful women and they're really like presenting their own, it's like their feminine energy. Yeah. And they're taking like they're doing what they want to do with their bodies and they make the most beautiful costumes because I'm like, I'm like a crow or no, a magpie where I see the sparkly thing and I'm like, Ooh, sparkles. I love that. Let me, let me touch it. Let me grab it. Let me put it in my nest. So it's very like theatrical and beautiful. And I like that. I think because also it's a lot more interesting than four dudes on stage playing their instruments. It's very offensive, Georgia. At least DS are dynamic <laughs> and they run around. I have shot some boring bands. Uh, trust me, we all have at festivals. And, and yeah, and whatever. sometimes it's just not fun. Whereas every single burlesque show, you know it's going to be hectic. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about this before we were recording. Um, mm. But I guess because the music market is so saturated with photographers yeah. and stuff like that. But the burlesque kind of scene, is it the same? or I don't really know. Because right. I haven't really encountered many others. Some of the dudes, I think I've only encountered like two people and both of them were men. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of the photographers that work with the dancers that I know personally. In like what do, sort of capacity? The do studio shoots. Okay. Are male. Right. Which I think is interesting. Okay. Um, and I don't like, I don't know if this sounds sexist or not. I'm not really sure, but I don't really like the idea of men shooting thing like burlesque and things like and because it's portrait. kind of like the male gaze kind of thing yeah because it is the male gaze and it's like obviously men come to the shows and watch it yep but yeah i think sometimes i don't know i think it's my natural distrust of men yeah but i'm like hmm i don't know if your representation is of these women is going to be like nice or accurate and, and also like beneficial to the whole yeah. scene kind of thing and it's like also why are you trying to shoot like mostly like almost naked ladies like yeah. what is your motivation yeah whereas i'm out here like i want to make art. i want to make art yeah. i want to make art because i think what they do is so so cool yeah um but yeah i don't know i haven't really i've only come across like two other photographers so i'm not yeah sure i can't speak to that and then i think you touched on it before but you're saying like you like you prefer this to music oh definitely but just is that it's... because the lack like there's no outside pressure or like um, competitive kind of forces making you kind of doubt yourself and I think so yeah right I don't know anyone else in my like wider circle of friends yeah. that does anything like this which puts a lot less pressure on me because I'm a very like anxious person yeah. and I get really stressed out about not being good enough and that yeah. kind of thing but I don't know anyone that does this so it's like I really like it yeah and because yeah i I don't feel any pressure and also like all the performers that I've worked with are like so supportive and really like it seems like a very supportive kind of scene not to blow smoke up my own ass but all of them like I guess they really like my work but also I like because they keep trying to book me I would assume they also really like me as a person because I guess they're also in like a vulnerable state with like you know they're putting their bodies a just being on stage performing but also doing it in a manner that they do is would be so vulnerable being up there and essentially just being judged well it's like a like bearing all well it's in the same way that like musicians are um 
I guess they're bearing their own stuff, but it's just like through their music, whereas... This is kind of through their bodies. Yeah, it's yeah. different. And it's not like, I guess it's a lot about being, it's about kind of being sexy, but not being sexualized yep. by other people yep. because they're making art. That's yep. what they're doing. And yeah, I think it's, it's just so different too. And yeah, there's no competition. Yeah. And I just think that the performances are so much more dynamic. Because well, I was going to say, because like musicians, I think, might not take for granted, but they would, I think they'd be surprised if there wasn't at least one photographer at a show kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Whereas I think um, these burlesque kind of nights, they would, I think they'd be surprised if there was a photographer maybe. I guess like, it depends just, too, because they can choose. Whereas yeah. like all these small bands, it's like, would be weird if like a small band was like no photographers. Yeah. Because they want that content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not really sure. You make a really good point with the whole no other people to compete with yeah because that's something i really struggle with yeah as a music photographer i don't know i think it kind of just it suits you because you've always been a very much like a pioneer in this sort of scene oh, you're you were so the, cute but Thanks. you were the first person i saw kind of doing the stuff in australia like wacky shit not wacky shit but i just mean like music photography in general oh like you were hell yeah I don't know, like, there would always be, I, I know of a lot of photographers who have been doing it for a while, but yours was the first, um, first kind of stuff I came across that was, um, I don't know what you call, like, new age, like, other photographers did it, like, in a documentarian kind of style. Oh, like, doing all this artsy stuff. Yeah, whereas you were editing the photos in such a, like, not heavily edited, but, like... Oh, no, my photos are heavily edited. But accentuating all the colours and making it look like a live show. My photos are heavily edited because I'm trying to make art and I'm trying to make them look real funky and cool. Yeah. I don't like the documentary. I'm not just going to open a picture and be like, oh, let's just fix the exposure and the saturation. I'm like, filter, 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 filter. Yeah, because I... Colour fill, colour fill, shadow fill, let's go, baby. Because I've talked to quite a lot of photographers and there's always that struggle between... Do I document it how I see it or do I create art? I do both. It? Yeah, but see, I would say you do more the art. Oh, absolutely, thing. yeah. Whereas other photographers kind of, they edit their photos very minimally because it's like, it's more of a document. I'm trying to make some wild visuals. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Well, that's doing. what draws people in. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, don't know, I think now that they're at a point where... Yeah. Sorry, um, we froze because my cat was chasing a bug. Where's the bug? It's flying in the air. Oh, I see it. He's going to try and pounce. He's um, the little man's razzed. Anyway. I can't remember what I was saying. I can't remember either. You were talking about, oh, documentary versus editing. Yeah, and so people were saying, like, it's, um, I'm not getting the same exposure or, like, same feedback that you guys are because you guys are doing like heavily editing and stuff but that's just not my style i'm like well that's it's kind of what people like do you know what i mean yeah like it's, it's i think heavily edited stuff is what does well on social media and that's just based on photography yeah. trends but you'll also very rarely see the heavily edited stuff in newspapers like print oh yeah for sure I, I don't know about music magazines and stuff like that but like the like uh like Sydney Morning Herald and stuff like that, where they have, like, their music bits. They're very always just, like, plain. Oh, but they're also shot by old men. Yeah. Who have been shooting for many years and have had that job at News Corp for 20 years. And that's just what they do. And they show up with their telephoto lenses and stare at you, like, why are you here? Yeah, how dare you, little fangirl. Yeah, exactly. Who are you sleeping with kind of thing. 
I feel like also they, yeah, like they just are the photographer for the company. They're not yeah. a music photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just, just do concerts. Yeah. yeah. And they just pull up and we'll do that, yeah. which is fine. You do, but also don't look at me like that. Yeah. They also terrify me too. And also I'm like, your photos are really average. Like give your job to someone else. I remember <laughs> I shot uh, that Coldplay gig. Yep. And all of them, I'm pretty sure all of them were dudes. Maybe, oh, Mickey... Mickey, was, yeah. Mickey was the only other, I think the only other... Mickey.gomez on Instagram, fantastic photographer. Phenomenal. Um, I think she was the only, one of the only few girls there. M-I-K-K-I, for reference. Um, but all the other dudes were 40 plus. Yep. Super long lenses, whatever. And here I was, bright-eyed, 20-year-old. 24 I, to 70? Yep. Yep. 60? <laughs> no. I think I borrowed my friend's 5D Mark III. No, nice. I borrowed his 24 to 70 because mine was broken mm. for whatever reason. Um, Love that. I think I got the best shot. Yes, you did. And they were pissed off about it. There is an iconic uh, confetti let's... image, everyone. But Padohara.com, whatever your website is. They asked me, like, how did you know it was happening? I'm like, I didn't. I just pr- I wasn't even, like, I closed my eyes when I took the photo. Because <laughs> I saw him running. I was like, Argh! and then got the shot. And I, I showed... Um, one of my friends, who's one of those older gentlemen, but he's, he's a good one. Yeah. Pete Dove. Great Pete man. Dove, good one. We stand. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's the most supportive photographer you can have. For sure. But uh, the when other guys. When we eat all the old men, when we eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. He's not being eaten. No, no, no. Yeah. He's going to be our God. Yes. Um, but the other ones who were looking over his shoulder were pissed off. And yeah. I was like, ah, well, cop it. It's what they deserve. Yep. Lol. You've had your time in the exactly. sun. It's kind of like time for a new age yep uh, which i think is cool get with the times old man exactly get with the times um but like i think now that i think that artists are in charge of their image a bit more yeah um like documenting the shows in that sort of creative more vivid way is a bit more important because i think they like bands want this content to kind of make people come to their shows yeah do you know what i mean so like there's certain parameters that they want. Like, you know, they always want the wide crowd shot yep. to make things look really cool. But I, like, I know a lot of, like, the back end of the music industry, like, the managers and booking agents want those shots. Yeah. So they can pitch other things down the track for that band. Mm. But I know the bands I work with always want crowd interaction. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, cool, this is it's something different. One of the guys is jumping in the crowd. I was going to say, the bands you work with, they're all crowd surfing with their guitars. Well, that's what I mean, but I'm drawn to that because it's otherwise, if yeah. it's just dudes on stage just playing guitars, like, okay, this is cool, but it's also like... You have a very specific style. Repetitive, yes. And I think that's something that I've always envied you for. Right. Because you are so good at crowd shots, like even ones from... Like I remember we both shot yours and ours a few years ago. Yeah. And... Even, yeah, and stuff like Unify, you just run into the pit and get all these really cool this is pictures. What... But also, I'm like 5'3", yeah. and weigh as much as like a medium-sized dog. I understand I'm privileged to be tall, um, stocky, and uh, immovable in the immovable. pit. <laughs> what a phrase. Um, and I understand I'm privileged to be in that position, but I've also worked hard to be there because... 100%. There's a lot of cheeseburgers that were eaten... Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people I've hit in the head. Well, I think Just it's cool because way. I don't see as many people doing it. And I think like 
I really like all of the stuff of yours because the stuff that you get, like you do a lot of black and white yep. and you're not like the effort that you put into it. Whereas I do a lot of, like a lot of my effort goes into editing. Yep. Yours is actually like capturing like those pivotal moments, but yep. you do it constantly. Right. And I think that's really cool because there's all sorts of shots that I just would not have gotten because I'm scared of putting myself in harm's way. Well, but I've also always, it's just not my style, I right. guess, where it's your style. I've always been a, a believer of you've got to risk it for the biscuit yeah. kind of thing. And so you're like, risking it for the biscuit. But I've never you're... known anything else because I remember like the first yours and ours I shot, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to the pit. Like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're just going to wait for the next bam. I was yeah. like, but there's a fucking pit on. You're like, risking it for the it. biscuit and you're getting the entire packet well, of Oreos. But when I started, there was no one in the pit. Now, every, like, there are, like, a lot more people have come it's in. because I've seen you. And they're like, hmm, this man. I've seen some photographers get fucked up. Like, yeah, I'll, me. I feel... Not you. No, that you but you didn't get... Fuck, did at you? North, North Lane at Unify, that was a terrible decision because I just wanted, like... This a, year? Up clo- yeah, I wanted an up-close wide shot, right? Yeah. With the crowd in it, though. Yeah. Oh. And so... <laughs> And, you know, the pit wasn't too bad. And I, like, pushed my way in all the way from the back. Yeah. And then, and it was, like, kind of calm because the song. And then I just hear Marcus go, this one's called Quantum Flux. Oh, fuck. And I was like. Oh, shit. Get me out of here. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And I got fucked up. And it was not. Like, my camera got, like, smacked into, I was holding it. Yeah. And it got, like, hit up into my face. And I had a bruise above my eyebrow for, like, two weeks. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, it was, it was not it, Chief. I had the same thing happen to me in Knocked Loose. I got punched in the head. Oh, well, it's Knocked Loose. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. (laughs) But, like, it was, I think it was during Dead Ring. It was, like, last song. Okay. It was, like, all right, last song. Let's fucking go. I went. She punched me in the face once. It was awesome. (laughs) It was fucking awesome. Oh um, my god! Yeah, that's to be expected during Knock Loose. Exactly. I wouldn't even go near the pit. For that but that's why band. I think like it's so interesting because there's like the musicians, but also like the crowds that make it make these shows oh, so hectic. The crowds take like you can get the coolest pictures of crowds. Yeah, but I love crowd interaction ones. But yeah, you're just very good at it, and it's something that I aspire to. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Any time. Eat a few more cheeseburgers. I mean, you did Stuck bring up. me. You did bring me three packets of McDonald's fries. I did. So I'm on my way. You're you're well on your way. Um. Okay. So let's start wrapping this up. We've been going for an hour and sixteen. Has that felt that Hell long yeah. for you? I mean, I was thinking before. I was like, oh no, what if I've talked too much? No, I'd stop you. Okay. I'd cool. just shut you up. Cool. Like, cool. Stop. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we're on. You're like, that's enough for me, dude. You've talked about yourself. Go talk Jordan, about it on. The whole point. Go it's talk a, about I, it on I'm, how to suck your own dick. No, no, no. This is. It, the other two podcasts is just them talking about themselves. I'm like, this is all I want. Cool. I don't want this about me. I mean, I did start talking about my childhood. Yep. So we're really we're really going exactly, deep on yeah. this one. Real deep. Um, so in the future, mm. what's your kind of dream job, like career prospect? If you could, oh, if I could, if shoot. you could curate it to be perfect how you wanted it in like ten years' time, how would you like to be surviving in this? Um, I guess I would like to ultimately just be known as an artist. Yep. And currently, oh my God, I'm yawning. It's nap time. Sorry, everyone. It is. Yeah, it's nap time. Um, I think, yeah, I'd like to just be an artist. Like, cause currently I push myself. I'm like, I'm a photographer and I'm an artist because yep. I do a lot of art stuff. But I guess like what I want with my photography is to be making art. Yep. Rather than like being super documentary, like document, I don't know how to say it, what word I need there, but yeah, being super based on documenting things. Yeah. And even though like 
that's what I do for, with touring and stuff. But I'm trying to make like cool crafty stuff. Yeah. And I would like to, I know I'd love to just still be touring. Yeah. But doing burlesque stuff yeah. and have a dog and a, what you know what I want? I want a house. Yeah. With my own craft room. Yeah. So that half my bedroom, I have two desks. <laughs> half my bedroom is not taken up in like a full book like a big industrial shelving unit yep. with all my craft stuff. And then all my photo stuff is shoved into a tiny like broom closet sized yep. cupboard in, built into the room. Like I would love to have house where I can have my own um, craft Area. room. But oh, if I could have like a garage that yep. I could make a photo studio in, oh, that would be off chops. Yeah. Even, I mean, yeah, like that would just be the coolest thing. I don't know if I'll ever make that much money, but that's ideally okay. how I would love to be having things. But like, yep. so I guess that's where I would like my career to take me because okay. I love staying home. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I'd just like to be taking portraits and making, you know, like making zines and making art and yep. like merging the music and the craft stuff because mm-hmm. I guess that's what I like doing and what I'm good at doing. But still touring yeah. in the future. Because I, I think uh, well, it would depend on the band yeah. and also where like i don't want to be doing australian tours forever like well, that's touring I, overseas yeah hell yeah but touring australia like once a month yeah. i would rather die well, i was gonna say because like i feel like touring especially internationally there's a tight limited time frame on it yeah kind of thing because if you're in your 40s wife kid <sighs> mortgage i mean i'll not be having a child and I can't really see myself getting married, so like I've got options. But you know but, what I mean? Like they've got yeah. there's so many things that in the future will hold pin you down to one place kind of thing. Whereas yeah. when you're young, you've got like got time so to much, be a loose unit. That's what I mean. Not even just a loose unit, just move and yeah. kind of be out and about. You you only really need to care about yourself. Exactly. Rather than your family and your kids. You can work. do whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So I've always been of the mindset like I'm just gonna do this touring thing for as hard as I can. However as, long. As long as I can. Oh, for sure. And then when I don't like doing it anymore, then I won't do it. Yeah, and, and then I, I'll move. My own thing. I'll evolve and move into something else. I would love to be able to just shoot burlesque forever. Yeah? Like, it's so cool and so fun. And moving into shooting, like, um, like pole dancing events and yeah. stuff like that. The stuff, like, actual things I'm interested in. Yeah. And, like, obviously I'm interested in music, but, like, other mm-hmm. things rather than just being, like, oh, I'll do, like, weddings and... Yeah. Which I do. If you ever need a wedding photographer, Here let me up. know. But, yeah, it's, like, not something I want to do. Like, I will do it for the money. Yeah. But I don't... Like, I mean, actually, I love shooting weddings, but I wouldn't want to do it every weekend or every second weekend and stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's... It, they're high pressure situations oh my gosh so high pressure uh, and doing it every weekend would just be like just constant stress a meltdown yeah absolutely not and dealing with so many bridezillas i've had no bridezillas yeah so Lucky. far but i feel like i've had two gay weddings and they were so much fun so i feel like oh. gay weddings would just be a blast and everyone would be relaxed and just having a having a time whereas Dude, the feel- reception for the second one they had go-go dances. They had a striptease performance. Sick. It was like a double lap dance. Like cool. one chick was dancing for both brides. And yeah. it was to Toxic by Britney Spears, That's of cool. course. So good. They had a drag queen perform. Yeah. 
like they had a, a karaoke competition at the end. Holy she shit. Was That's sick. The, oh, wait, no. It was like lip sync for your life, like from RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. It was... Yep. The whole thing was just really fun and everyone came in costumes. That's cool. And, like, it was so silly. So, I mean, like, that's just not taking it too seriously. It's, it's like so it's, fun. Yeah, we're getting married, but it's also this is going to be a fucking party. Yeah. Everyone's here, but I feel like certain, maybe more hetero marriages are a bit like, I've dreamt about this day for my fucking oh, whole life yeah. and it has to be perfect and, do you know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah. It's less fun in that aspect mm. and having to deal with that. As a photographer, would just be like, oh, jeez, okay. I haven't had any bad ones yet, so I'm hoping that I'll continue that streak. Like, Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Although, it would make really good for some really good uh, podcast content. If oh, you absolutely. Make uh, for some good TikToks. True. I love the story time TikToks about Me fucking that do. kind of thing. Me fucking do. They're so good. Like, give me a good five-parter about that bridezilla you had. I love that Hits shit. Hits me. I, there was, um, there's a, there's a Facebook group, and it's just like... Um, I think it, it, the post I originally, it's called, I literally require this to be satire. And it started as um, photographers just talking shit on uh, brides. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was so funny. Can you like, add me to that? Yeah, but now it's just turned into um, online memes that are just like, it's just people talking, being really serious on the internet. And like complaining about things, but oh, everyone that else still realizes, appeals to me. Oh yeah, no, I'll that add you really in, appeals to it's me. It's just uh, them complaining about stuff and people thinking they're joking, but like, no, I'm being dead serious. Oh yes, and it's fucking hilarious. I like that. Yeah, I will thoroughly enjoy you. that I'll, later. I'll flick you in. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, um, I so back to that interview I did with that um, dude from uni. Mm-hmm. He asked me some really good questions. Yes. Uh, one of them was, "Do you prefer shooting?" really big shows like stadiums and stuff like that or do you prefer the small club shows uh, mm, i prefer big shows because Why? the lighting is dynamic and i think yep. lighting is see for you i guess it doesn't like matter that much because you are so good at shooting like dynamic like small venue stuff right like all of your ds stuff and all of your like when they were smaller yep. and then the stuff with sons of the east in europe mm-hmm. with all of those like small venues yep. and all of the like crowd interaction and crazy stuff you got there i think like you thrive in that environment yep. where i struggle because my style okay. doesn't suit that yep. so i can shoot as much as i want but like i hate the flash i hate a flash gun do you yeah i hate it i, I don't like fucking using it. love it i think it's because all my stuff looks ugly with the flash but right. um and i just have never mastered it but i like being able to use lights and shadows and all yep. the colors and stuff because like i said i love heavily editing and making art mm-hmm. so the vibe for small shows is different and i'll keep shooting them yep. but it's just if i could only shoot big shows i absolutely would because i think there's so much i guess easier yep. to make something really cool out of them okay mm. that makes sense um, I didn't, and they're more fun to collage. Yeah, I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine the more effort they put into production. Yes. Just equates to a better, uh, maybe more wiggle room for you to kind of do your thing. Yeah, exactly. You've got more options yep. for everything about shooting, like about, you know, angles and focal lengths. Yep. And whereas, you know, if you're doing a club show, you're probably going to be stuck with a 16 to 35. Yep. And not having much option and then your lens yep. fogs up because it's so sweaty yeah. and it's just, you know, different obstacles. Yep. Um, I did a podcast with Sophie a year ago, over a year Wild. ago before I went to Europe. Audio is horrible, so I'm going to sit back, like 
similar to the one we did. Uh, but I asked her a question mm. that I th- I think is a really good question. Hit me with um, it. What do you think about photographers who have AAA passes mm-hmm. but only get good shots because they have a AAA pass? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the, that whole thing versus I could have done that if I had the um, opportunity. Or I could have done that better. Or I could have done that better. Or whereas I'm limited because I've only got the first three songs to work with, whereas they've got triple A, they've got all the whole set. Yep. Um, they're able to move freely and they're not restricted in that sort of aspect, but still they're getting uh, more praise because they're getting the shot because yeah, it's only because of their pass that they like it, it doesn't take anything away from them getting a really good shot. Yeah. But I think it's also important it's important to recognize even if you're you know you're not vocal about it but for people if it's something that you know you put yourself down for because you're like damn like my photos are never going to be as good as theirs like look with friends who shoot the big festival yeah i'm like fuck why don't my pictures look like that yeah and then it's like well it's because they can choose what what shots they get and And usually like the people who would doing those festivals and stuff, they're getting information, be like, this is happening at this time. Oh, and also... all the production... What they post is generally just stuff that's shot from the stage. Yep. And so you only really see... Because they're the coolest shots a lot of the time. Like, big crowd shots at night. Or the artists from a different angle with the light and where the lighting is different. And so they... Yeah, like, they have all of these options. And I think that, you know, it doesn't take away from the skill that they have and like the cool thing that they've done. Yep. But I think also it's something that people should like remind themselves of that. There's a reason that they have like shots that look like that. It's because they were given the opportunity. And I definitely think that's a big thing because like my photos at a big show Mm -hmm. or a show where I can shoot from any angle, very different to what I would be making at a club show. Yep. Like the yours truly stuff from like stage photo. There was one show, the club in Leeds mm-hmm. couldn't even stand on the stage, yeah. not an option. But then the Sum 41 shows really big venues, yep. like two, two and a half thousand cap venues where I could shoot from the side of the stage where they had real lighting yep. and they had all this room. Like, and so the crowd shots, even download festival, the crowd shots that yep. I got for those they look cool because one, I can stand up behind the drum kit yep. and get a cool photo. And those are like the really cool ones that the artists like to have. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason because yep. I had a pass yep. around my neck. Like sometimes it just be like that. Yeah. And that's going to change what you get. So it yep. definitely really contributes, but people can still, even though you have the opportunity, you can still take good photos or you can take shit photos. And I've, I've been really mad because I've seen some people that yeah. got access and did a shit job. Yeah, that shits me a little bit. But it's also like, I don't know. I hate complaining about other photographers, but I fucking do it a lot. Oh, me too. It's just the internet yeah. has made me so jaded. Also, I'm just a bit of a bitch in general. Yeah, me too. But you know what? I would rather be hyper self-aware yep. than just blindly running my mouth on the internet about Agreed. whatever I want to say because I will stay in my lane. I'll yep. discuss it with friends with the things that bother me, but you know, I'm not putting other people on blast and yep. screaming about stuff because I just, I no longer feel the need. And Which I prefer, is good. To, That's... prefer to observe. Yeah. 
observe and watch. And I think that's... And then send screenshots to the group chat and be absolutely, like, Absolutely. No, 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 no. Screenshots are totally okay. If you're talk- if you're doing dumb shit on the internet, you'll be screenshot. Absolutely. Screenshots. And that's just what happens. That's what happens. The law of the internet. Exactly. Uh, but it's personal growth now that we're not involving ourselves in it. Exactly. And we're just watching it from afar and laughing about it. <laughs> at <laughs> laughing a distance. Laughing at it to each other. At a distance. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I reckon that's... That's Good it. Uh, anything you want to plug before um, I cut you off? Uh, There'll be links in the bio of all your in Instagrams, uh, websites, big cartels. I don't think I have really anything to plug because you're linking everything in the bio. Yep. Um, I'd like to plug being a good person. Cool. Um, being self-aware. Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. Not being a jackass on the internet. I'd really like to encourage people. To stay in their damn lanes. Nice. I think that's a good sign off. All right. That's been George Maloney. And uh, stay in your fucking lanes. Stay in your fucking lane. Thanks for listening. (laughs)